Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian. <laughs> Today is Wednesday, December 6, 2023, and this is episode 583 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defining norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled Random Topic Wednesday and Ask Me Anything, and I will be hitting a variety of topics and any questions that get thrown in the comments along the way. Uh, I'll tell you why in here in just a little bit. But uh, let's first grab that cup of coffee and see who's hanging out, and we will get uh, get talking. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, uh, Rachel's in there with a question already. Perfect, perfect. Good morning, Rachel. Uh, Gingerbread Farms, thanks for hanging out. MSU Rifle. Let me see who else is around. Lots of chatter before I jumped in. Backwoods Butcher, there you are. Good morning, good morning, good morning. And Jim, how is it going? Um, we'll talk about that right away. I am uh, I'm actually drinking Ethiopian this morning. That's uh, daily what's in the cup. And Rachel asked, um, started off strong here with a, a listener question. I says, I talk about coffee a lot. What's Corey's favorite tea? Was it Yogi? That's what I drink. That's what you drink? That's not your favorite? Well, what's your favorite, Corey? What is your favorite tea? <laughs> it's Yogi. Uh, Corey drinks Yogi uh, breakfast. Is it morning blend? Perfect, perfect spice, perfect energy, vanilla spice Yogi in the morning. And then uh, routinely we have uh, Yogi bedtime tea in the evening uh, before bed because it relaxes you. And then we have a whole assortment of yogi teas up in the cupboard but uh, at this point um she's pretty much morning and Corey says they're cheap and good enough almost like Folgers wow wow I don't know I don't know uh that's that's cheap enough and very good so how about that how about that um good morning digger and hunter how we doing Thanks for swinging in, Hunter holding the fort down over there on Twitch. Uh, so I felt like crap yesterday. Uh, talked about it on the show, just kind of uh, off and on, feeling like like crud. Um, the day before, it was mostly physical. It was um, you could tell it was in my chest and in my sinuses and things like that. Uh, that kind of subsided after one day. Yesterday was a lot of um, mental fogginess and uh, basically like staring at the computer screen, not sure, can't put uh, two thoughts together, can't string anything together. So as I thought, sat here trying to come up with um, topics and outlines and things for the rest of the week, I was basically staring at the screen and couldn't come up with anything. So I have a list of uh, things that I keep running of uh, little items here and there that I'll either hit in the in the coffee chat at the beginning, uh, <laughs> the coffee chat at the beginning, or if I don't hit them, they they roll on to um, when they roll on to or I miss them when I don't get a chance to to talk about them. They just go on to a big list, and if they're still relevant when I have the time for one of these episodes, I um, 
I will bring them around. I will bring them around. So that's what I decided to do. I know it's like the easy button, but uh, man, yesterday I could not, I could not put string two thoughts together to even attempt to get a coherent show together. So we'll do a non-coherent show and talk about a bunch of random stuff. Backwoods Butcher says, welcome to my world. Yeah. Yeah. I dude, I don't know. I don't know um, if I could make it make it through life like you. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. No, it was bad. I um, I just sat here and I struggled with everything all day, all day for sure. Um, uh, sorry, guys, reading the comment. I will uh, just grabbing some questions here. I'm putting stars on them and we'll grab them uh, throughout the show. Thanks for dropping them in the comments. Um, first thing I had on my list, besides uh, the coffee I was drinking and the fact that we're doing a variety show today because of uh, the healing, I do feel better this morning. I do, uh, I do feel better this morning from from being under the weather. Uh, every morning, I've been feeling a little bit better when I wake up, and the last two days, it has progressed less aggressively. Uh, during the day and I felt better by the time I go to bed. So hopefully I'm over the hump there. Uh, <laughs> Kyle says he's on an interesting ride for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. You, you deal, uh, you, you break down a, you break down a side of beef more than I could ever, uh, I could ever stare and put topics on a list. So uh, we all have our strengths, right? So. Um, yeah, but I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. So hopefully today gets me over the hump and I can actually, uh, I can actually do some work for the show for the next two days, uh, and get those set up and, uh, be a little, be a little productive around here. But, uh, first thing I had on my list was from yesterday. So as this started actually on Monday, uh, where we're staying here in Tennessee, we have a, um, we have a uh, horseshoe driveway. So like a pull through driveway, we pull in one one way and pull out the other way. The neighbor that's here, she uh, pretty much uses the one side and goes into her driveway and then backs out and goes right back out. So um, we don't get a lot of traffic through our little horseshoe driveway because it's a driveway. Uh, we have been getting some random um, dump trucks in here. That's on my list for later. What uh, what's going on there? But uh, Monday we had the FedEx guys show up. And you guys know that we use the post office to get our mail uh, because we don't have an we have an address here, but not a mailbox. So the the post office will return it to sender if uh, if this address is on a on a USPS piece of mail. That's why we use the post office for general delivery. But um, I suppose, and we've kind of contemplated the fact that UPS and FedEx would deliver to an address, whether there's a um, whether there is a mailbox there or not. So haven't really gone through the motions of ordering anything from them and trying that because I just really don't want to pay for anything and have them not deliver it. And it's been working with the post office. So why change it? But on Monday, the FedEx van, like a little box truck, pulls into our driveway. I was like, oh, the neighbor neighbor's getting a delivery. Um, Corey is um, Corey is 
very observant when it comes to what's going on around here. And, and a lot of the times I'm very grateful for that when she knows that when she knows everything going on, uh, sometimes I give her a hard time about it when she knows everything going on. But uh, truck pulls in. She she looks over. I look over. I'm like, oh, we're getting a delivery. She's getting a delivery. I said, we didn't order anything, did we? And uh, he pulls up, kind of blocks the view from what he was doing uh, between us and the, the the camper next to us. And he gets out. He gets out. He's hanging out for a minute, and then he just leaves. <laughs> and we can kind of barely see her her doorstep so we glanced out there was no package left um we kind of watched things around here we don't want anybody messing with her stuff and so whatever we're like oh maybe he had the wrong address he pulled back out and then went did he end up going in he went into the neighbors um and so we thought maybe he pulled into the wrong driveway and didn't think anything of it and then um <laughs> Then, uh, then yesterday, here comes the here comes the the FedEx guy. Well, I I didn't mention the day before she wasn't home. Her her uh, her vehicle was gone, and so yesterday, the the FedEx guy comes rolling in again and rolls up, and her vehicle was there. And I was thinking to myself, okay, well, she needed sign for something, and she wasn't home yesterday, and she's gonna get her package today. Well. He she comes out at the same time and talks to the guy and he just keeps rolling through the driveway and we're waiting and waiting and waiting for him to come out the other way. And it shouldn't take very long. It's just like literally outside our camper and goes around. And he didn't. And he, we could hear the van running. He's parked. Uh, Corey's like spying out the other side window. She's like, what's going on? We're trying to keep the dogs from freaking out. And um, yeah, he's like opening the back door of the truck. And I'm looking at her like, did you order something? What is what is going on here? And she's like, he's getting a big box out of there. Um, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I go outside to talk to him. And it's probably like, a, it was probably like eight foot long box laying on our table outside. And he looks at me and he's like, it's like, I got a delivery for you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what's the name on it? Because we didn't order anything from fast growing trees. Where the hell am I going to plant a tree? Um, and he's like looking and he tells me the name. And I was like, oh, interesting. Literally was the name of the person that showed me, um, showed me or got me in touch with the people to rent this spot. They were the people that were here before. Well, it just happens to be that I know her, um, at least virtually, and uh, have Telegram message open with her. So I was like, I was like, um, they're not here, but I could get a hold of her. And I know they have property in the area somewhere, um, but I don't think they're around. So I'm not sure what to do, man. He's like, well, if you don't sign for it, I'm just going to throw it in the truck. It's going to end up back at the, at the, the facility until we figure it out. And I'm like, okay, these are live trees. I made a gut call, and I said, all right, I'll 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 take delivery, and I'll get a hold of her and see what uh, what she wants done. He's like, oh, sweet, man, sweet. And, like, the back of his, in his, uh, back of his delivery van just being a pain in the ass because it's so big and bulky and long. 
And so I uh, I signed for it. I, I send the recipient a telegram message. Of course, they, they took off out of town again uh, the end of last week, and they didn't show up in time. And so I said, hey, I can swing over and plant your trees if you just tell me if there's any way we can communicate where they need to go. Um, we'll make it happen. And so that's going to happen. So the they uh, they had a little map. They said that the holes are already dug. They were planning on getting them before they took off for their next trip. And I um, and so I'm going to uh, to go plant their trees once they once they get me the little map and tell me where to go. So coincidence and uh, knowing the people that are following you to uh, a long term uh, a long term site rental kind of came in handy there. So uh, the network effect is strong. And uh, more more connections becoming valuable in Tennessee, and she got two really nice trees. I think they're both pistachios, actually, uh, two different varieties, and uh, it said pollinator pack. So cool, cool. I'm excited to get them in the ground for her and uh, and keep tabs on uh, on how they end up. I like definitely have to keep in touch with the with the trees in mind. Gingerbread says network saves the day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gingerbread um, <laughs> says my neighbors and I are all vets. Someone see someone sees anything that happens in the neighborhood. Uh, Corey sees everything that happens in the neighborhood, and that's what Kyle says. Kyle uh, Backwood Butcher says Corey sees all. Try to kill an armadillo within twenty miles of her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, actually got talking with somebody about the armadillo outside the outside the trailer the other day, and um, yeah, the armadillo. Oh man, the armadillo. Uh, so that was cool. That was uh, that was an interesting thing yesterday. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to go uh, go plant some trees and get them in the ground for somebody. I uh, got a couple of questions here. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw them in the list here before uh, before my topics because my topics can just get pushed on to another day. Uh, we already talked about Corey's tea. Uh, Rachel also asked, "Will you keep living minimalist when you get a house?" Yes, and it won't be a house. <laughs> well, I guess you can consider whatever um, sticks and bricks type of structure a house. We won't. Uh, we won't be in a. Uh, I don't ever foresee us being in a um, prototypical house. I guess you would say we're probably going to end up in uh, in a in a self built cabin style, small, uh, very minimalist, very probably primitive. In my opinion, I really enjoy the 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 simple part of like the the wood heat the propane cooking, the outdoor shower, like all of that is very um, advantageous to me. And I, I'm enjoying the the simplicity of it. So I think that that's the style cabin. And we also want things that are going to be low and easy maintenance so that we can, we can leave and go to another one and have them several different places. Like, uh, Think of your vacation cabin um, if you have one that sits out there and you go every every couple of months or every other weekend and then you close it up for long periods of time. That is uh, kind of what uh, uh, my goal. I the the what I picture. I think that's uh, similar to what Corey. We're kind of pretty much on the same page. So um, yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. To the answer to that question, 
Yes, and likely less than we have now. I wouldn't mind being to a point, and it, it will be long after our three boys are uh, are are finished. It um, it takes so much to travel with them, just stuff wise. I would like to be to a point where I can go place to place it with a backpack, even like just a maybe a large backpack, a hiking backpack, or just a grab and go. I have all the minimalist stuff that I need at each place, which will be very minimal, like a plate and a cup and, uh, you know, things to just function. And all I do is throw a laptop and a few clothes in a bag because that's all I have. And I move to the next location. When I get back, the stuff is there. Kind of like the old trap trapper um, trap line stay huts. Like you show up and there's a little firewood, and a cup and a plate and maybe some uh, stored food. And everything uh, just functions. So, uh, Rachel says our our travel will be a simple RV. Yeah, well, we want smaller for sure. Uh, we've been talking all sorts of different options, and simplicity is going to be it. Uh, and mobility and getting into places with smaller equipment would be definitely definitely uh, advantageous. So. Hunter says a 20 by 20 house with a jacuzzi tub. Yeah, Corey and I actually um, were talking about starting to dig into cabin ideas. And, you know, we had a 25 by 25 garage, um, detached garage in Minnesota at our farm. And it's huge. That's a ton of space, especially when it's square. Um, I don't think we'll do one main room. I think uh, just our our living um, situation, our work situation, and our sleeping situation because of me, um, we <laughs> we will probably do a main room and two smaller uh, personal spaces um, where we can have an office and a bedroom uh, to sleep and uh, a place to get away and just be by yourself because that is important too. We have uh, we've realized that along the road that you just need a place to be a little bit on your own. So 20 by 20 would be huge. I'm thinking probably more like um, maybe 10 by 15 or something smaller for a main room and then uh, a couple smaller side offshoot bedroom type things. So bedroom slash office. We can make them any size we want, but we're definitely um, going to be hellbent on not filling it up with stuff. Um. Wyatt, uh, Gingerbread says, Wyatt plans on living in a bed camper as simply as possible. Yep. And uh, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Kyle's sitting where we are. He'll be in a camper before he knows it. He says, I look at how big our house is and sometimes shake my head. Yeah, it's a big old farmhouse. Our house was enormous and Corey and I being there by ourselves and heating it. And it was an old farmhouse and it needed to be remodeled. It didn't have any insulation. And we were like, why are we heating this? Why are we cleaning this? Why are we filling it with shit? Uh, it was just so, so big. <coughs> Rewilder says, our daughter is saving for a 600 square foot cabin. She needs a place for her audio, music, and art. 600 square foot isn't uh, isn't enormous by any means. Isn't it? I mean, total square footage. And if you do it in one room, it is what it is. We've we've kind of gone to where we're, we think that um, 
being able to close each other off um, just for just for um, for work reasons or being able to uh, to do something without bothering the other person that's that's audio wise recording stuff. Um, we're really, we struggle with that right at the moment. Uh, and we're trying to figure it out in the camper. We have some ideas, but, um, I think just building that into the plan of these cabins will be, will be ideal. And if we don't need it in the future, it can be uh, a pantry or something to, of that nature. So it'd be great. Uh, rewild says mine is her house right now is 3000 square feet, but they're going to an 800 to a thousand. Yeah. That sounds, I mean, totally reasonable. Totally reasonable. Uh, next question that came in in live comments. Uh, Gingerbread says, I listened to your Lessons Learned podcast. I agree that prong correction collars are necessary. Have you had any Karens or Kyle shame you for doing that to your dog? They don't get close enough to, to realize it. <laughs> like, at, you've, had, you've been shamed. <laughs> Corey, Corey says uh, from the other room, she says, I have had people shame me and I just brush them off because I don't care. <laughs> she doesn't care what they think. Um, that keeps our dog safe. So I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. It is more uh, for their protection, really. Um, and the fact that Corey went skiing with them, I think it helps with that. But really, being able to be in control of your dog could save its life. Um, and that's what we're concerned about. We got big, dumb, um, stubborn animals that will ignore you with every soul, body, and bone in their body. And um, they're big. And they are very, very, very strong. So keeping them from pulling enough to pull the uh, leash out of your hand from injuring one of us or breaking free from the leash and going running and getting hit by a car, it's all about their, um, it's all about their safety, really. Oh, and she's okay with it because Joel at Fortress Canine uses them for their dogs and we go a step further with them. Joel said that he, they, they wear theirs 24 seven. Don't they, Corey? Yeah, they wear them. All. We only put ours on when we take them out for walks. They don't wear them inside. Uh, I believe Joel said they wear theirs almost all the time. So if he's all right with it and his dogs are that high end and they're, uh, they're perfectly suitable for them. They're definitely suitable for our boys and uh, to keep them safe. So uh, Backwoods Butcher says, I'd be happy living in one of those prefab sheds. We had a 10 by 20 that, um, that we were going to finish and break into two rooms. Actually, uh, we, we were going to put a little office and a little storage in there. So, um, Jim says he had friend break fingers when her dog jumped at another dog. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's something actually on my list I'm going to talk about here. I, I've, I've mentioned it before, uh, is all our road friends that we have here um, on the road that we walk the dogs. So Corey and I walk the dogs every day, uh, at least in the morning. We walk all the way down to the end of our road. It's uh, about a 15-minute walk out and a 15-minute walk, uh, walk back. And we we take it at the at the relatively the same time in the morning and then uh in the afternoon sometimes we do it um sometimes we do it before dark sometimes i i do individual walks but 
we're very familiar about around the same times where people are coming and going from work. People are uh, going to the store. It's a normal, it's, a, it's an odd word. It's an odd road, really. Uh, it is a main kind of um, main thoroughfare from, from our town to probably the closest bigger town where you're going to find a Walmart and a Lowe's and things like that. And uh, probably a, a, a higher concentration of, of jobs. So there's a lot of traffic that goes over there. And, um, so <laughs> we see the same people and we actually see some of the people twice. Like we see them in the morning and in the evening. Uh, we see the people that live on the road that live close to the road. They always wave. Uh, they, the, the, the majority of the time they slow down and <laughs> most people just keep going. Most people keep going, but there are the handful of people that slow down, roll down their window and are like, Oh, they're so cute. Like, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that you like my dogs. They are big. They are unusual to see i thought except there's a house down the road um probably a mile from here that has three saint bernards weird um but people are always eh, always about like once a week maybe once a week at uh, at most average sometimes twice a week and then none for a little bit but they stop they roll down the window trying to control um the our guys and they do very well most of the time depending on the person but when people stick their head out the window and they do like the baby talk that gets them excited and i don't care how well um <laughs> how well trained a dog is when they're getting praise that we give them um, usually that's the praise they get when they're really good here is Corey is all up in their face, loving on them, um, with that same voice and that same tone inflection. They want to go get love. They don't want to go bite the person's face off. They want to go get petted. Well, when they're lunging at a car, um, good luck. Good luck. Having that, um, Having that uh, that prong collar, having that control over them at that point really helps. Uh, but uh, seeing the same people over and over and over on the road is uh, it's interesting. We um, <clears throat> we see the same people. We kind of nickname people as they go. Um, we know the people that are going to slow down uh, to a crawl and kind of move over and be very courteous. And Corey and I actually had this conversation yesterday. Um, it's, it's sometimes it seems a little overdone, I guess, a little uh, excessive when Corey and I, when we see a car coming, whether it's coming towards us or when it's going the uh, from from behind us, we get off the road. The roads here in Tennessee are narrow. There's no um, there's no shoulders on them. There's no sidewalk. Uh, I try to walk on the edge of the road on the pavement because uh, the, the the side is pretty rough, and keep the dog on the outside on the on the gravel the grass side, and they walk along. And then as a car comes, we just kind of shift over to the shift over off the road. And so they, um, 
people will slow down. The majority of people slow down to a reasonable pace and kind of move over a little bit, drive down the center of the road. We have people that will slow down to like, I could probably run in front of the car uh, if it was 10 feet away, uh, really slow and literally get on the other side of the road and slow down. And, and we, we talked about it yesterday and said, you know, I'm glad they're overly cautious. <laughs> if they had to pick one way or another to be excessive, at least they're not speeding. But we do have someone in the morning. Are there two now? Or is it just the one still? Well, at 5 a.m. I have two, and then we have speed racers. Oh, so when Corey takes them out for their morning, um, <laughs> when we, when we, she takes them out for their morning pee when they, when they first get up, she takes them out to the road. It's dark out. She's got one person that's going to work that she calls. Uh, she don't call them speed racer too, do you? <laughs> it's just somebody that drives by really fast every morning. Like she can hear them turn the corner. She knows they're coming. She gets way off the road. She flashes them with her light because it's dark. Uh, and then on our morning walk, we have one that's pretty consistently. I don't know if she's late for work uh, or what, but if she leaves like two minutes earlier, she wouldn't have to go this fast. But she she absolutely flies down the road. And every day I just stare at her. I give her like the death stare of really, really, I get it. You got room. You're not going to hit me, hopefully, uh, if you're watching. But she's there. And Corey informed me this morning that she's got a new speed racer in the morning. Now they have, she has two that uh, appear to be late in the mornings. But it's, a, it's one extreme or the other. Uh, yesterday, Clyde and I uh, went on solo walks. We were trying to get them a little exercise because we've been um, hesitant to take them after Corey gets out of work because it's so dark at this point. So yesterday, I was available earlier to take them on individual walks. And um, Clyde and I had to get way off the road because we had two dump trucks actually passing each other uh, right at our where we met them. So... That was interesting that um, they get kind of nervous with the big bang, loud um, cr banging and, uh, you know, what a dump truck sounds like when it drive past you. So um, Rachel says, uh, neighbors call our dogs to their yard. We've had to ask them over and over not to do it. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. I mean, we had our neighbor that would give treats to give treats to Walter and Remington and then the puppies too. And it's all great until they expect it. And every time the neighbor comes out, they all run to the fence and bark at them until they come over and give them one. Gingerbread <laughs> um, Farm says, be nice to the dump truck drivers. I'm very nice to the dump truck drivers. I'm very, very nice. I wave to everybody. That's another thing. I wave to everybody that goes by, uh, except the people that are are being a little excessive on the speed. And then I just stare at them. Uh, the dump truck drivers, everybody that drives by big old waves, uh, a lot of them that we have seen before, uh, we're, we're to the familiarity of just a finger, uh, a finger lift off the steering wheel. And oh, and we have a couple that honk. Um, <laughs> we have a couple that honk as they go by, uh, one that honks after they're passed. I don't know if it's so they don't scare the dogs or what, but every time they get past us, it's, there's a little toot toot. Um, <laughs> oh, Rachel says we don't have a fence, so it's becoming an issue. I hear you. Uh, I hear you for sure. 
Uh, but yeah, Norman's favorite, James Norman's favorite vehicles are the big trucks. He absolutely loves the big trucks. He loves the dump trucks. Uh, the dump truck drivers seem to like him. They slow down. They give big old uh, full hand arm waves. And um, it's great. It's great. <laughs> what? <laughs> Kyle. Kyle says, when I walk to the shop, I walk on the white line and force everyone to move over. Then I wave. Jesus. Uh, I'm speaking about the dump trucks that Norman likes so much. We put a video up um, last week, I think, of him watching. <laughs> last week, we got a dump truck in the yard. He got excited. Uh, I, I bet I've talked about the tree trimming that was going on. Uh, the tree trimming, the, the, the psychotic um, saw blade machine. Well, along with all the tree trimming, they are uh, grinding and shredding up the, the waste. And our neighbor is getting chips. He's getting... Uh... <laughs> We're going to start talking about big butts. What? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh... They're 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 doing the big tripper shredder huge and my name my land order here has uh has secured a few loads of of pine chips uh or tree chips I guess it's all sorts mixed together uh last week or the week before he got a load or two they came in and then again yesterday two days ago they they came back and so Norman really loves it when the trucks actually come in the yard. But uh, unfortunately, this last trip, uh, we were on our walk when they when they came in. <laughs> Talking about them dump trucks. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and so we have a big pile of pine chips. Um, it was interesting. Like, I always wanted to get chip drop done when we were up on the farm. I, I signed up for years and years and never got one load from them. Uh, it was a commodity where we were from. They would they would grind up trees and they would take them and then uh, repurpose them into mulch. There was not a lot of uh, just giving away the stuff. So uh, to see him back in and dump it in here, it was cool. I walked over and I was like, uh, I was uh, I was the first load that came in. I was like, holy crap! They uh, it was just shredded. It was I don't know if they're um, I I don't know if their machine wasn't working right if it was set on a different grind, but it was long. Everything was long and stringy and big pieces, uh, big sticks still left in there. And he came over and got it. He, he uh, grabbed a, a load with his front end loader on his tractor and went to take it, put it on his garden. I was like, man, that stuff's going to take a while to break down. I don't know. Is that how they do pine chips around here? And... Um, I was like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And it sat there. It was like steaming and smoking from the inside because it was so, uh, so wet. It was just starting to break down. And he looks and says, uh, he says, if this catches on fire, let me know. I'm like, this is uh, shortly after the, the property down the road caught on fire and burned a bunch. And uh, I'm just like, oh, okay. And so I left for to get groceries or laundry. And I, uh, I sent Corey a message. I'm like, hey. Uh, just keep an eye out outside. If that pile of wood chips catches on fire, let the, no, let the landowner know. She's like, what? 
uh, with our experience with campground fires and um, and Texas and things, she was she gets nervous. She definitely gets nervous. The pile was, um, I believe, it was steaming more than uh, than smoking, but that all ended up fine. And then a few days ago, we got another load, and I went and looked at it, and this stuff is very fine ground. Fine, 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 fine ground. And um, yeah, this looks a lot better. We can switch chippers over there on base. Corey did say, <laughs> why not ask Corey? She knows everything that happens in, in the in the general area. She said they did switch chippers one day out here. Like they, uh, they had one hooked up and they came and they switched out in front. Uh, so maybe my assertion that the the shredder was uh, broken was right, and uh, she just confirmed my suspicions. Oh man, let me grab my list here. Let me grab my list. Jim says he cannot lie. He likes big trucks. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of the work they've been doing around here, I uh, we got to witness something kind of funny yesterday. It's kind of funny and frustrating at the same time. So they're putting in fiber internet all over Tennessee, from what I understand. And this is the this area is getting it's going in hot and heavy. A lot of it's underground, but then it all uh, it all seems to come up to. Um, you can ask Corey anything you want, if you want, Jim. I, I, she's sitting here. She's just, she's crocheting and listening along. So, not working today. Um, so they're running the fiber uh, underground, and then it looks like they might be bringing it up to the telephone poles and running it to the drops to the house uh, along the electric lines, um, or something. They're they're running something in the air along with the power lines. And so it wasn't the day before Thanksgiving, I think they were working out in front of the house. And when they got done, they left and there was something in the neighbor's driveway across the street, the one that we sit and look out our windows at. Uh, and it was just this white thing in the driveway. I couldn't tell if it was on the ground. It, it looked like it was kind of floating in air. And then there was this black line. And I looked at it and looked at it. I, I didn't know. You didn't know what it was right away before, did you, until you started driving in the driveway? Oh, until we left. Well, until we walked out. Right. Um, so <laughs> so we when we left and we got closer, we saw that the cable from one pole to the next pole that his house was in the middle of was sagging down over his driveway. Like low enough that he couldn't get his vehicle out. And so he tied like a, I don't know if he tied it or they tied like a little plastic bag to it, like a white shopping bag. So nobody would hit it. You could see it. Like it was pretty, uh, if you came flying into the guy's driveway, you would have run right into it. And so we're like, oh, they, uh, they didn't, weren't able to finish that up. They're going to be gone for Thanksgiving, probably Friday, the beginning of the following week. They'll, they'll be back and, um, and get that taken care of. So this guy's been driving through his yard and uh, around his house and at some points just said, screw it, and like drove under it and let it slide up over the top of his car. And it's been days. It's still like that. Still like that. And it was like, it. Uh, so one was Thanksgiving last Thursday. So now we're going on a week, two weeks. So we're going on two weeks, two weeks, 
Holy crap. Two weeks? Holy shit. It's been like that for two weeks. Uh, yesterday, yesterday, the guy with the bucket truck pulls up in front of the pole in the, in the, in the yard, one of the poles that it's draping from. And, uh, and so we're like, oh, they're going to fix it. And so did the people in the house, the, the wife, the female, um, saw that she got in her vehicle the guy's sitting in his in his truck, like looking at it. I don't even think he got out at that point. She gets in the vehicle, starts coming across the yard, parks the car, gets out, is like waving to him, like, "Hey, what's going on with this this cable across my thing?" And he's got his window down, and he just waves and pulls away <laughs> and drives away. He he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. Um, and. She like looks like what the hell? She jumps in her vehicle and like takes off after him. I don't know if she found him or what. A little while later, he came back. He parks in front of the pole, and I'm like, okay, well, he's gonna fix that. He's gonna get out this time. He's gonna do some work. She must have caught him and chewed him a new ass. He just sat there for a little bit, maybe five, ten minutes, and then pulled away. And Kyle says, "There it is, right there." Hashtag not my job. <laughs> I don't know. It's still like that. It's still like that. I don't know how long they're gonna have this uh, big old cable draping in front of their yard. But uh, if it was me, I would be like driving under it. And if I happen to hook it, sorry, sorry, man. What a what a mess. But she yeah, she came out. She was uh, she was ready to talk to him, and um, and it didn't happen. It didn't happen at all. Oh, so yesterday I mentioned, it might've been Monday, <coughs> the neighbors got their Christmas decorations out. Well, one of the neighbors, one of the neighbors, the neighbors that have their yard always decorated kind of oddly, depending, doesn't matter what time, what time of year it is. If you haven't heard about that, um, we have a neighbor around the corner that decorates their front yard in, um, I guess the closest you could call it would be gothic themed. <laughs> I don't know. Like skeletons and baby heads. And it's very Halloween-y, let's say. Uh, but it's all, um, all, all year round. And it's kind of disturbing, some of the stuff. And it, it, it goes back to we think that it started with the bar across the bar across the street. Kyle says, did they put Santa hats on the baby heads? Not quite, not quite. So they went out and got their decorations, uh, got their decorations up. Corey, Corey mentioned it the other day. She's like, Hey, uh, they're out decorating. <laughs> and so I had to go to the store. I pull around the corner and no shit. They have the skeletons. They have all the weird stuff. We're going to end up trying to get pictures of this here soon. So if you, you're going to end up wanting to see the pictures, um, I'll probably end up posting them in the Telegram chat. But Santa hats went on the majority of the skeletons that they had out there. Uh, the one that was in like the, the stretching device uh, definitely has a Santa Claus hat on. And a new feature with the baby heads, which I was kind of uh, intrigued by, is they have a small uh, coffin that is leaned up against a tree that is stacked full of baby heads so that they're spilling out of the coffin onto the yard. 
um, multiple, multiple. I think they might have taken all the baby heads that were hanging in the tree and cut them all down and put them in the coffin uh, for the spill out effect. Like somebody opened the coffin and they they all fell out. I think. I don't know what the point is, but very, very intriguing to look at and very interesting. And I'm glad that they uh, they are getting into the holiday spirit and adding in a touch of Santa to their display. It's so weird, guys. It's so weird. And then the other extreme, the other extreme, the other direction where we go on our walk every day, um, there is a house that very much likes to decorate for holidays uh halloween thanksgiving now christmas and when we first arrived here in um <laughs> jim says nothing says merry christmas like a pile of baby heads <laughs> very true very very true very true uh the other way he he likes to decorate he is all about the inflatables in the yard uh thanks or halloween was fantastic had an awesome display for halloween then with the quick change over to Thanksgiving, uh, we, we went with mostly Halloween themed with an inflatable turkey, correct? Uh, now that has all been cleared out and the, the display for Christmas is being laid out. Uh, lots of stuff. When we arrived last year in May, April, we the stuff was still out. We got a taste of what Christmas is like. And um, affectionately, actually, uh, name the house Christmas because we have to refer to people around here. We don't know what their names are uh, when we first got here. And Corey's like, "Oh, you'll know." <laughs> and it's cool. It's cool. Uh, it, it looks very nice. It's it's tastefully done when he does it. Um, but he's getting it set up right now. And Corey, huh? Corey is so excited. <laughs> she goes, "I'm so excited." I was just gonna say every day we walk by and she's a little more excited that the that the Christmas display is going to be up soon. And um yeah, I took dogs on the walk yesterday by myself and um, gave her a little update. He's got uh, looks like he's got metal framing that he's putting together, uh lots of plastic, uh plastic holiday festivity, um like uh uh plastic statues there thank you thank you and then uh definitely he's got some inflatables and house decorations and lights and everything um oh, whoa wait um blah. i don't know oh. <laughs> sorry hanging laundry says they got a playground farmer's marketplace with dead bloody babies chained to baby children's playground equipment yeah uh, that's rough that's rough <laughs> so gingerbread farm says everybody knows where i am i say when you say you live in a gingerbread house yeah i've seen pictures of your house you're you're pretty spot on with that for sure uh but we're excited we're excited to get the christmas display back up uh, and that, uh, it, it reminded me, Corey told me this morning that our Christmas lights, we had so much wind yesterday and last night that the Christmas lights we hung around the top of the camper, uh, are on top of the camper. They blew up over on and landed on top of the slides. So I'm going to have to go retrieve them today. Uh, and the wind normally would have sucked the heat out of this place, uh, instantly. The wind yesterday was extremely extremely heavy and lots of gusts 
and we maintain temperature. And Corey came in from the walks this morning and looked over at me and smiled and goes, the skirting's working. And I was excited. I was excited. I had been, I had been trying to decide. I was leaning towards, yes, it was working, that it was more stable temperature in here. She was, she was um, optimistic, but not convinced. I think this morning, uh, with how much, how much wind there was, and how stable the temperature was, and how much greater it was than outside, really, um, really convinced her. So I think it's working. I think it's working. Gingerbread says, "Yay, the kilts work." Yes, <laughs> yes, uh, our kilt is working um, for what it's supposed to be doing. Not so much for the shower. Yesterday, the heavy winds uh, damaged the shower, our outdoor shower. Came back from dog walk and it was like folded over. Uh, one of the tent stakes on the corner of the nylon ripped um, ripped off the corner. And so it was uh, definitely flapping up. We had to tie down one of the, the poles. We'll see if it's repairable. Otherwise, we might have to... Um, invest in a new outside shower tent but we will definitely try to make it happen it survived uh but it is a, a little worse for wear at this point so i picked the wrong shower when uh, when i ordered it uh cory what she, she just she just shrugs her eyebrows when i said that like yeah we all know you did <laughs> she told me what she wanted so this is how this works this is how this works i don't know if it works for you guys this way but um, I said, hey, Corey, let's look at outdoor showers. We looked at them for like two minutes and I was like, OK, here's this. She's like, yeah, I want a double room one. I'm like, all right, double room. That should be easy. We didn't look at them anymore. The day that I was getting ready to order the, the propane shower, I went to Amazon. She didn't care which propane shower uh, heater we got. Uh, and then I was like, so what do you think of these these showers? She's like, we just need a double room one. I'm like, okay, what about this one? She's like, get whatever you think. Well, I got what I thought and what I thought was wrong. <laughs> it works. It functions. I do have to admit she, she, uh, she is spot on with uh, the floor and some of the other issues. It has worked okay. Um, probably not the best choice. James says that's a trap. <laughs> Oh, she sent me. You sent me one after I ordered it. <laughs> Kyle says I could have told you that. Oh, this this is normal for you guys. This is like a once in a rare occasion for us. <laughs> oh wait, she she doesn't think that's the case. <laughs> and there she goes. I was drinking my tea. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Um, Hagen Laundry says my house is too ugly to decorate. If I had nice siding, I would. Lipstick on a cute, lipstick on a cute but dirty pig. Um, you can't say it's dirty at night. That's what Corey says. The lights twinkle and they make you feel happy. <laughs> didn't you? Didn't you bring that? Didn't you uh, throw that in my face the other day? For some reason. What? That the lights make me happy. <laughs> I said that on the show. I said it on Kyle's show, and then I said it on my show. And something happened, and she she threw it in my face, and she said, uh, "She said, yeah, uh, you said it. Lights make you happy." So, 
Gingerbread says, do what you want so I could tell you you are wrong. No, that is not her. That is not her for sure. That is, uh, I think it was a miscommunication and it was a, uh, hey, I'm asking you for your input now when I'm going to hit go. And you said no. So it is, we got what we got. She didn't make me return it. She didn't make me return it. We we dealt with it and we'll just get the uh, the right one this time. The right one for sure. A <coughs> uh, couple more things I had here. Yesterday, I had alarms pop up on my phone, a calendar invite for today, and it was it was, it made me super excited because it's been a little while. Uh, Thanksgiving now been two weeks, and it was was it the day before Thanksgiving that we got Charlie's? It was a week before. I think it was a week before. So it's been like two and a half weeks since we got pizza, and I've been following old Charlie's Pizza on Facebook, and he's been posting the the um the calendar of where they're going to be. If you don't know what Charlie's is, it's the, it's the most fantastic pizza I've found in Tennessee and the guys in like a food trailer. And so he travels around all the time and you don't know where he's going to be at the beginning of the month. He posts his calendar and he's only going to be in Saltillo two times this month. And I was like, I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. He's going to be closed for the majority of the month for uh, for the holidays. He's taking time off, I guess, to be with his family, which good on him. And uh, so we had to make sure we get the opportunity to go. So when as soon as I saw the calendar, <laughs> as soon as I saw the calendar, I went to my my calendar on my phone and input them to we make sure not to have plans the nights that we're going to get Charlie's Pizza. And today is that day. Uh, this week and I think next week are the only two days he's going to be here in the whole month of December. We might have to do some traveling because I think this three week break, I think that's my cheat. I'm, I think that is my cheat, um, for eating. We're trying to eat better. We're trying to eat healthier, but this, uh, this, this, uh, this pizza is, is definitely worth uh, uh, every week or every other week. And that's, Corey, we just discussed that when we started getting it almost every day was we need to limit this to probably every other week. And so since December's only two times he's going to be here and there's four weeks, we get it two weeks in a row. That'll average out. Um, Candy Mountain, Charlie and Candy Mountain. That's a long time ago, Kyle. How old were you when that came out? Like six or seven? Gingerbread says, Corey needs gaslighting lessons from my ex. She's a pro. Nope, we'll pass. We'll pass. Hey, Laundry says, she's going to decorate. Congratulations. Duh, decorate. I mean, it is what it is. We have a travel trailer and we have uh, three strands of lights on them. I don't know what's wrong with that. Uh, a lot of the houses I see around here... Uh, that was something I wanted to mention on my list is the holiday decorations. Uh, and we've really noticed since we've traveled, Corey spent her whole life in Minnesota for Christmas. I was in New York, then in Minnesota, where there's snow. There's snow. Um, there is snow the majority of the time at Christmas. Minnesota, more than likely, yes. New York, nep, nep, kind of. And... Uh, Texas last year, no snow for Christmas. Tennessee this year, hopefully no snow for Christmas. But we've noticed that towns and people decorate a lot more where there isn't snow. Like excessive decoration. 
Um, and I think it's to overcome the not being snow because there is definitely a different vibe around the holidays when there is no snow. Um, last year, Corey and I walked into a restaurant. It was like two days before Christmas. <laughs> and there, there was a Christmas tree and all the Christmas lights were on and there's Christmas music playing. And we sat down and she kind of looked at me funny and she goes, oh my God, it's almost Christmas. Like you don't know, you don't think about it, especially when you transition from living in the cold to not living in the cold, um, that you don't get that seasonal switch uh, that, that that prepares you for it becoming. <laughs> Backwood Butcher says that's because they still enjoy life because they don't have any snow. <laughs> there is something to that. There is definitely something to that. I don't miss it. I don't miss it. I can, I can, uh, I can say that although I might enjoy seeing it again, I don't need to live anywhere where we get snow or any consistent amount of snow. How about you? She's done. Jim says they decorate the golf carts, <laughs> the golf carts in Florida. Yeah, it's, um, I don't need to deal with the stuff. I don't need to deal with the cold. I don't need to deal with snow. Once I escaped it and realized how shitty it actually is, I'm good. I'm good. For sure. For sure. So, uh, Hanging Laundry says, looking for a solar light strings. I will, um, I can send you one. Are you in the Telegram chat, Hanging Laundry? Um, I can send you a link to the ones we use. They were pretty happy with the, the second set that we got. Um, and uh, they're working well, so. If you go back, uh, I don't know. I don't know what where that link is. Get a hold of me. Send me a message, and I can get you that link uh, for the ones that we we use. And um, yeah, if it was more than uh, three minutes left in the show, I'd probably go grab it now. But I don't think I have time to multitask and get that done. Um, anything? Any other than that on the list here? Let me see if there's anything really. Um, super relevant i don't think so i don't think so ginger says you can have my solar light strings is that because you plug them into your solar panels jim's wondering what Corey's crocheting Corey's crocheting me a lap blanket for um you want to see it if you're seeing the, if you can see the live stream, Corey's making me a new blanket. <laughs> she, uh, she was going through, she had a big old tote. She was reorganizing her closet um, to possibly shift an office in there. And she had a big old tote. Was a bag or tote? Oh, the yarn was in a big, a big bag that she wanted to use for something else. And so she had a bunch of, um, she had a bunch of half rolls, partial rolls. And so she just went through and she's getting rid of them all and doing the whole, whatever she had left of that, that color, and then moving to another color. And she's got about, I don't know, one tenth of a roll left. And then my blanket will be ready. My blanket will be ready. All right, hang it, laundry. I will post that uh, solar, I will post that solar, um, solar, Christmas lights uh, after the show for sure. Jennifer says, have her make a temperature blanket. She has one or two. She's made two year-long temperature blankets from Minnesota. 
And uh, seeing the temperature swings was uh, silly. Absolutely silly. She used like uh, super blues and purples and things like that for the super cold. And, uh, or was it white? And then black for the super hot and reds. And uh, yeah, those temperature swings were absolutely, uh, absolutely crazy. Backwoods Butcher says he's got to get the kids ready for school. Thanks for hanging out, man. I appreciate it for sure. Uh, and I got to wrap up here too. We're in an hour. We got to get the dogs for a walk and then, uh, and then get, uh, Corey's got to get to work and I got to figure out if I can uh, concentrate enough to get some shows planned for the rest of the week. Uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out. Appreciate you, uh, dropping questions in the, in the comments. If you do have questions that you want answered on another one of these shows, I think at least for the, the rest of the year, um, the next few weeks here on Wednesdays, I'm going to do this. I really enjoy this this type of show, just having this conversation. And then the other four days, we'll do uh, topical, topical, uh, bigger topics like before. But I am enjoying this, and it, it does lighten the load a little bit on prep because I do have these lists running all the time. If you have a question you want added to the list, uh, you can always add it in the live comments or shoot it to me on Telegram in an email. Uh, any any social media, I will grab it and put it on my uh, my upcoming list. Hanging laundry is like, what's a temperature blanket? And Jim, uh, temperature blanket is <coughs> Corey would uh, record the temperature every day, and every color yarn had like a ten degree uh, bracket. So black was a hundred to ninety, um, red was ninety to eighty. And wherever the temperature fell every day, she would do one row of, uh, of stitch across. And then the next day, she would do one row with the temperature. So at the end, it's 365 rows long. And it's a record of what the temperature, approximate temperature was every day for the whole year. That's temperature. That's temperature. And uh, yeah, you could do a row a day, a row a week, uh, two rows a week, whatever, something like that. So anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap up. Uh, you can always, uh, if you, you can always participate in the live comments of the show, you can join uh, the live recording Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find links to all my social media services I offer, recommended products and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcast 2.0 value for value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Make it an awesome hump day. I'm going to enjoy some pizza tonight. Hopefully feel better uh, all day. And we will uh, catch up with you guys tomorrow. I can feel the sun.